This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's 4 o'clock on the number one sports talk show for your drive home. It's really instinctive. Here he goes. Yeah, that's a big man move. He got out. Jordan Davis, you're not supposed to be 341 pounds and move at this speed. This is Dukes and Bell on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Yeah, but he did. That was Rich Eisen, Daniel, uh, Daniel Jeremiah, that is, from NFL Network, critiquing him run the 40, and everybody was in awe. Uh, one of the things we talked about yesterday is how the dogs showed out. In the combine. I mean, not just one. It was like across the board. And, you know, you even had guys saying the dogs won the combine. That's pretty impressive when you're sending 14, 15 guys to the combine and everybody does their thing. So, Mike, you've been saying this, and we're going to talk about it because there's movement in the NFL today. But the thing that we're going to get back or, or get us back to where we want to be is getting the right players in the draft. And I know you've got a tidbit about where the Falcons have been and with the news of Calvin Ridley, who, oh, by the way, th- there's another part of this, which is, you know, I-, I sort of feel bad for Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith from the standpoint of, you know, you get an opportunity, you, you, get, you, want, you want to be a GM, you want to be a head coach, a job comes open, you go, yeah, hey, uh, I hope I get it. And then you ultimately get it, and you're just cleaning up crap. You're just continuing to try to fix everything that's been wrong, whether it's from salary cap, Mike, to players, and now you know, you're dealing with this, which changes maybe your draft philosophy or your strategy going into it. But I kind of feel bad for them because it's not like they inherited something that, you know, hey, we're in good shape. This is bad, and they are going to have to make it good. You know, we've talked about uh, bad draft classes. And, you know, you and I have said we're going to pivot away from, uh, you know, eventually we're going to turn the page on Thomas Dimitrov. But it's funny because the Calvin Ridley situation kind of gets us back to some of these really bad drafts. Now, obviously, no one in a million years could foresee in 2018 that a player on the cusp of getting his contract renewed would have a, a mental health 
you know, break or whatever you want to call it and get his head right and miss some time, and then let alone compound that with getting suspended for a season, and in all likelihood he's never going to play another down for this team. But it was a reach. We didn't need a wide receiver that year. That was the best athlete. That was Remember the logic behind that move, Carl? Yeah. We were told it was always too good to pass up, just like Isaiah Oliver was too good to pass up. Well, here's a little factoid because I went back and I looked at it, and just, again, now we've got to see what Fontenot can do, and he's got to make better decisions than Dimitrov ever did. But the point I'm getting to with this little factoid is we are paying for the sins of of Dimitrov, and it never ends, Carl. Here we are in the 2022 season. Four years ago, Calvin Ridley, Isaiah Oliver, Deidre Sanat, Ido Smith. Two are currently out of football. One is on the Cowboys practice squad. The other man played four games for us last year and is a free agent. I mean, you, you cannot have less impactful drafts with the top. Your top four guys have got to be the bedrock. I mean, top three I'll give you. But there you go, another draft where literally we've got nothing on the team right now from just four years ago. It's frustrating. Um, and you're right. We're in this predicament because of the fo- the former regime, which is why I feel bad for Terry Fontenot and, and Arthur Smith. Now, their job is not only to to make us a formidable team and a competitive team and a team that hopefully competes for a playoff berth, but, Mike, you got to fix all this stuff. That you can't, you know, it's like my flat tire today. I can't get a new tire until I get my rim fixed. Now I'm going through the rigmarole of trying to get this done before I can even get a new tire. And so you can't say we're going to do all these wonderful things down the road until you fix some of this other stuff. You can't have money to spend if you don't fix the cap situation. Severe you know? tire damage. But that just, I mean, it's it's one thing, you know, like we've, we, we got one bad decision after another, and we're not going to go down that rabbit hole. If you can't understand why Matt's number is what it is, I'm done explaining it. But we, we've gotten so strapped for cash, and hopefully with the, thanks to Calvin's suspension, we'll be able to maybe do some things with other guys and have some money. But, Carl, it's one thing. If you're going to be living like the Saints have where you're always up against it, you better draft right. Yes. And we didn't do either of those. That's yep. the problem. Yep. And if you want to go back, you can look at any – you look at the 15 draft, okay? Jalen Collins, a second rounder, not on the team. Rasheed Hageman, second rounder, 14, not on the team. These are building block picks where you're not getting anything back, no return on that. And you look yep. at Seattle, and you look at the teams that build out a window. Now, Seattle's window is just closed with the trading of Russell Wilson. But you've got to build – when you've got your window and you've got salary control, you've got to win a Super Bowl, and we didn't. Speaking of Russell Wilson, he is going to go to the Broncos. Uh, Wilson plus a fourth rounder. Uh, Seahawks get two first rounders, two seconds, a fifth, and they get players that they can use right now. I think this is a haul for Seattle. Now, how they turn these picks in, the players, Mike, and what happens, we'll have to see. But Drew Locke, you've got Shelby Harris, who's a defensive lineman, and tight end Noah Fant. All of this is going now to Seattle for Russell Wilson. Somebody just hit me up. They said, Dukes, I know his situation's not clear, but but what are you going to get? What are you going to get for Deshaun Watson? Yeah, I mean, remember. He's he, younger than Russell yeah, Wilson, he, Mike. He signed that monster contract. I was talking with a young lady who's a big Deshaun fan, and, and she knows the family up in Gainesville. Look, I wanted the Falcons to draft Deshaun Watson. He decided to go back to college. So he wasn't ready till you know, 17, 16. We go and went to we the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, we're big fans. I'm just saying, in hindsight, Ben Roethlisberger had two off-field incidents. He paid the alleged accuser, I would say victim, but the accuser's off. And I get it. People say a man wants to have his day in court and clear his name, and I understand that. But in 2022, for some of the people in this world, once your name is out there, you know, you're, you're guilty once you're accused, it seems like, Carl, in this country. I just think once the, the toothpaste is out of the tube, fair or not, 
right or wrong. And Big Ben, you know, Ray Lewis, these are guys who are able to completely change the perception of them in their careers. And I think Deshaun can do the same. But the first thing you got to do is turn the page on it. And this thing just won't stop. It's Everybody to- has to have an ultra ego. <laughs> it's Russ. It's, it's, Russ, uh, this is not germane to this conversation. It's going to end um, here, I believe. The, the start of the end starts next month where we, we get, hopefully, uh, the deposition where he gets to question some of the women. You know, they get to question some of the women. And the part of this is how much of this turns into criminal, right? We keep talking about Deshaun Watson. These are yeah, all so pretty much the, civil The grand cases. jury, right, in Houston? Correct. And so this is all going to start taking place. But – I just, just from a football perspective, let's just assume it gets worked out. I don't know how. Whatever happens, happens. And Deshaun Watson is, is able and ready to play again next season. What are you going to get for him? Because if you just got two first, two seconds, a fifth, and, and three players that can help you right now, what is he? What are the, This is why the Texans were asking for three first rounders. So I know it sounded crazy at the time, but this is a prime example. When you, you trade for a quarterback that is a difference maker, this is the going rate. It's Dukes and Bell. Let's talk some dogs. Dukes and Bell on the sidelines with the dogs. Now, this is a big week because you've got conf- conference tournaments starting this week. Um, and we're talking about March Madness. Unfortunately for the dogs, the conference womp, tournament womp. won't mean anything. But Mike, Tom Crean, and UGA – are going to part ways at the end of the season. We've been talking about this for weeks. Georgia is expected, okay, to part ways with their head basketball coach when the season ends. Reports are out there. Everybody knows something is brewing, and it's just a matter of time. So it can could be over as soon as Wednesday night. They take on Vanderbilt in the first round of the SEC tournament, and you're probably going, Vandy, Vandy's got a really good team, surprisingly. They compete. They they beat Georgia earlier. Well, who didn't beat Georgia? But right. they beat Georgia earlier this year. The point is, it could be over by Wednesday night, Mike, and now we will be talking about who potentially is the next best candidate for this job. Yeah, and what is uh, Josh Brooks going to do? Who is going to be? Are you going to go with a young guy from a mid-major who's on the way up? You know, that used to be the way you did it, Carl, right? You're, you're an assistant right. for somebody famous. You go establish your plant, your flag, and then you get the job. And, you know, Mark Fox was a decent hire. I think what Mark, Mark Fox is in California not doing anything, by the way, at Cal Berkeley. But, I mean, I don't mind the hire. It was it seemed like a good one at the time, but never really got anywhere. A few trips to the, to the big dance, and that's it. Crean is at the end of his rope. I mean, I don't know where Crean goes next. It's going to be an even smaller school if he wants to stay in the game. But, yeah, I just I, – well, this year, Carl, if somebody makes a run, there'll be some of those Cinderella teams. Maybe we catch lightning in a bottle like Florida Gulf Coast, you know, and you get a guy like, uh, was it Andy? What's uh, Chris Good? Who was a guy that. Enfield. Uh, Andy Enfield, who, you know, a run and gun style that everybody will, at least you want to watch it, right? And at least, hey, remember the argument was uh, Mike Bray. There was an article that Mark Schlabaugh wrote last week that said Dooley had bad cell coverage. Herrick was turning down the deal. They had Mike Bray. They couldn't get through to Mike Bray. And Herrick says, no, I'll take the deal. Mike Bray's been at Notre Dame for 20 years. Now they had not won a championship, but he's got him in the dance like half the time, and they're competitive. Yeah, they are. You're absolutely right. I mean, you could go young and up-and-coming coach. I mean, guys like, you know, Dennis Gates, who's at Cleveland mm. State, You've got guys like Andy Enfield. Do you try to get him to come back from the West Coast, Mike? He's at USC. Uh, you know, Wake Forest head coach. Wake Forest has been interesting. Is, is Georgia a better job basketball-wise than Wake Forest? You get the right guy. It can be. Steve Forbes is a guy, you know, maybe you make a call to. So there are guys, but I've been saying this. Be bold. Don't just accept, well, he's an up-and-coming assistant, so you don't have to pay him. 
versus going to get somebody that's worth the money, Mike, and you know that you're going to win. You brought up Calvin Sampson. I mean, I don't know if Calvin Sampson would leave Houston. Mm-hmm. He's turned it back into a powerhouse, and they're going to compete for a Final Four. They're really good. Right. But Calvin Sampson knows what he's doing. You can talk to me all you want. Well, wasn't he making illegal phone calls? Yeah, and he also got kids, and he's won everywhere he's been. So I don't care about all that. Like I, That means nothing to me. Go see who's winning, how they've been winning, and then let's let's maybe have a conversation. But but the Tom Crean thing is going to come to an end, and it could be as early as Wednesday night. Yeah, it's a shame. I just, uh, you know, we've said it a million times. Not going to beat that dead horse. But, you know, the state of Georgia Tech right now, they took a huge step backwards after the gains last year. And then, you know, the, all the athletes are now are coming out of Georgia. We know guys love basketball in this town, in this state. And for whatever reason, you can't retain him at UGA. Hey, one football nugget while we're giving you the dog report. Uh, we didn't get to this yesterday because obviously we had a lot to talk about with Calvin Ridley's situation. But Matt Luke uh, finally spoke, Carl. If you didn't see his comments uh, in an interview that they, they did, and it was pretty interesting, basically saying that, you know, he just really wants to just sort of decompress, you know, kind of getting away from it. He said there's a lot of fear and nervousness about stepping away, never done anything else. But he, says, but he didn't want to have any regrets. His oldest son is 14. His youngest one is 10. He's basically been on the treadmill ever since he stopped playing college football as a player. Yeah, that's what happens, man. And then you look up and you got 20-something-year-old kids and you go, what, there, what was I there? Did I get to enjoy that? I, I don't blame him. Like, yeah. I, I don't. I mean, I, I just I met a, a young lady today. She was a college softball coach, and we got to talking. And she's been at Tech and other places and around the country. We were talking about it. And I said, you're not coaching anymore. She said, no. I have young kids, and I want to be there for them. You know, people right. make those decisions. It's not, it's not the norm, though, Mike. Most most guys don't take that break, and well, so I commend Coach Matt Luke. And Stacey Searles is here, and he's been around. And I think again, because he's a, a bit of a guy who's been around. I don't know if that's why some Georgia fans are pushing back, but he's certainly good at what he does. And Matt Luke is staying in Athens, so I mean, you know, I, I don't rule out. He said how much time, fun he's had there, and the, loving the staff and loving the players. So yeah, we'll see. He, he could come back. Hey, one other thing I do want to mention: former Arizona State quarterback Jaden Daniels. He's committed to play at LSU. So this is Brian Kelly's first steal. This kid threw for 6,000 yards, 32 touchdowns in three seasons at Arizona State. He was their primary starter. He's really good, I'm telling you. And LSU just got their quarterback. Now, what else is there? I don't know, but that's a steal for Brian Kelly. Hey, coming up, Darren Eels will join us. We'll talk about Atlanta United coming up on Dukes and Bell. Let's talk to Darren Eels, president of Atlanta United. We got another big match coming up on Sunday. Mike and I'll be out there two to four doing a special broadcast and uh, getting you ready and uh, having a lot of fun as we do. Darren, it's good to have you back on. Unfortunately, not the result we wanted to get in Colorado. What did you see uh, last weekend? Even though we were shorthanded, did we just miss too many opportunities? Yeah, look, I mean, first thing we spoke about it last week, they're a good team. They won the West Conference last year, and it was their first home game. Um, look, it was cold, and I thought we, you know, I thought we did okay the first sort of thirty minutes, but we switched off for the goal, and then you know it was just one of those individual moments that let us down in defence. And again, they're a good team, we, you know, we can't forget that. And we were shorthanded. I think you know, Ozzy Alonso, as you guys know, was pulled out last minute just with a with a concern from the cardiologist. So we just have to you know do some tests there, and we had to be ultra cautious. But that clearly had an impact because that was very late in the day. Uh, and we were short-handed, but again, I felt like, you know, the, the effort was there, the energy was there, it was just the individual mistakes, but look, it's a tough league, as you know, NRS, and now we've got to look forward to, you know, being back home on Sunday against Steffi, you know, Charlotte, and uh, looking to get back on track. 
About the Ozzy Alonso, you mentioned the cardiologist. Was that a routine test? Was he wearing a heart monitor? And what can you tell us about where this goes? Yeah, no, I mean, it was just something that gets flagged up with the testing they do. And we're just awaiting review of further tests. And, you know, we're obviously confident that everything will be okay, but we just had to be ultra cautious. So, you know, hopefully we'll have him back for the weekend. And uh, again, you know, we just had news that with uh, Sosa and Ibarra that they're in the country with their green cards. So that's good news. They'll obviously need to get back up to speed in training, but we've got those two guys in town with the green cards. Uh, and then we're pretty confident that we'll get uh, Thiago Almada into the country this week so that he'll be hopefully available for the Charlotte game on the weekend as well. So we've got the numbers coming back, and you saw, I think, Marcelino Moreno, you know, he's been made T-sub appearances, so we'd hope that he's going to be available for selection, you know, from the start. So we're starting to get the pieces back, and so still confident and excited going into the game on the weekend. Dan, speaking of Charlotte that comes in, um, were you surprised at the crowd they got in their first match? And is that sustainable there? I mean, we've been talking about it. It's great for MLS, but, you know, uh, is that something that we can come to expect? Well, first, I think it's great, obviously, for, for the league to have a new team coming in and to get, you know, the 74,500. Um, it's fantastic, and that's what we want. You know, we want to be able to, you know, drive interest in the sport. So I think that's brilliant. Um, you know, the good question is how sustainable is it? I don't know. I think they're talking about 32,000 as being their standard attendance. So, you know, hopefully what, you know, what you'd want to see is more regularly than being able to get those sort of big crowds. So we'll have to see how it goes. But, I mean, it was a cracking first game for them. And, uh, you know, we're excited to be hosting them. It's a new rivalry for us. Obviously, it's going to be our new sort of local rivals. They're slightly closer than Nashville. So, uh, yeah, we're going to give them a warm welcome on Sunday. Yeah, and as we said, I mean, a rising tide raises all the ships. Everyone's kind of feeding off the business model. Tepper's the latest billionaire in MLS. He wants to steal some Arthur Blank's juice, so it's all your fault. It is Darren Eels with us here on the WaitFor.com hotline. Uh, I know that it's difficult to lose 3-0. You mentioned the weather was tough. We had opportunities, and then we had some some lapses on defense. They also made some great plays. They did the Rapids, but uh, it's, it stinks to not have Arouju. And Is it still about another three weeks at least for Arouju to get back out there? Yeah, I think you know, we're not looking until after the international break that we have at the end of the month. Um, but again, like I said, you know, if we can get Thiago into the country, mm. Thiago Almada, we've got him to be able to give us a burst. And you know, Marcelino Moreno, if we can get him back starting, I think you know, we're going to start to see the pieces. So excited about what we'll have. And again, you know, Alonso had, had been our sort of uh, solid guy in the, in the middle of the park. So you know, losing him last minute. Obviously, was a little bit of a blow in terms of the setup of the team. But again, I think looking forward to Sunday now. And again, we've got a tough game because, you know, Charlotte are up for it. I know they're going to be desperate to score their first goal in the league. So, you know, we're going to have to be ready to, to play against them. No doubt. It's Darren Eels, guys, president of Atlanta United. Uh, so, Darren, just out of curiosity, I, one of the things that I was talking with uh, about Atlanta United last week was, you know, did, did Joseph touch the ball enough? And I was curious to know, how did you feel about that and trying to get him more touches? Obviously, he's back 100%. We saw that in the first match. Or was that just a function of not having everybody? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, we had a chance at the end of the first half that, um, you know, the ball was crossing to, to Joseph and just got caught under his feet. It was just, you know, one of those moments where normally that's something where, you know, he's Pat's taking it first time and uh, it's in on goal. So I think, you know, there was just the pitch itself. And again, this isn't making an excuse. I thought Colorado played really well, but the pitch was pretty poor in terms of, you know, they have got bad weather up there. Um, so the ball was sticking. So I think there was a few factors that, that didn't help the way we wanted to play. But again, I think, you know, Josie showed it in the first game. You know, it's a, it's a team game and we need everyone playing. And, you know, Josie's part of that. And when we're 
we're playing and humming like I thought we did in the first game against Sporting Kansas City that you know you see how how it is that we want to play and I think that's what you know that's what we need Sunday coming out there in front of the home crowd you know back on our uh, home turf at Mercedes Benz Stadium and back to sort of you know the attacking soccer that we saw against Sporting Kansas City. It's a Darren Eels with his guys and is the president of Atlanta United. We'll get to the NFL blockbuster trades coming up here on Dukes and Bell. The uh, the, yeah, the backs were struggling. Uh, Franco did not have a good day in the office. Obviously, red card after two yellow cards for Miles. So what does Pineda do on uh, on Sunday without Miles? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it was a shame because, you know, that was a bit of a silly yellow card to get the, you know, get the red card at the end of the game. I mean, George Campbell obviously was playing in a defensive midfield role, so he can slot back into central defence. So that might be the option that Gonzalo takes. Um, but again, I think, you know, we've got to come out as a team effort. It was team defending. It wasn't just individuals. It was just generally we were switching off. You know, it's too easy for the ball to get crossed in on the first goal. Um, and that was really the whole team. It's not just individuals. Darren, it's always a pleasure, man. We appreciate you stopping by. We're looking forward to Sunday. And again, uh, it won't be open to everybody, right? It's not going to be a full house Sunday? No, we got it uh, soccer specific, so you know okay. we'll be a sell out again. But obviously, glad that you guys are there, and uh, let's welcome the new boys. Right on. All right, let's man. Well, welcome. the good news is we're getting the green cards and the visas processed, so the full squad will be out there sooner than later. That's good news. Darren, take care, buddy. Good guys. Thanks. All right, man. There it is. Um, and again, there's a lot of soccer to be played. As I said to Mike earlier in the week, I, I want to judge this team. Once I see all the pieces potentially on the on the pitch, it's hard for me that, to say. You got that for like twenty five minutes on uh, the first game. Yeah, it's hard for me to say how good or or what this team's real capabilities are when that's not the case. But hopefully, uh, we'll get more of that as we move forward. All right, guys. There's lots going on today in the world in the NFL. Uh, Russell Wilson is going to waive his no trade clause, which he does have, uh, to be the new quarterback of the Broncos. Broncos make a big push and a big deal to get Russell Wilson. We're going to talk more about that. Falcon Report's on the way uh, coming up here in about 30 minutes. And as Mike and I were talking, I just want to broach this real quick, Mike, because, you know, we had Charles Davis on, and he was talking about the gambling stuff with Calvin Ridley. There are no bylaws, okay, about any football player being a bad person. And what I mean by that is what Ray Rice did, okay, even though it was on tape, they initially – Suspended him for two games. And then, of course, it became what it did. Ezekiel Elliott, guys, got suspended six games for a domestic violence situation in 2017. Here's what I'm telling you. Those type of things, there are no bylaws in the CBA that say you you shouldn't do these things because it makes you a bad person. But there's nothing that says, hey, you know specifically you cannot gamble. And, Mike, that is where we have had this conversation. There are bylaws that state yeah. that. And, again, and, and that's the problem. The commissioner, here. that's why, I, I mean, what, I, what makes me upset is you got NFL players that work and talk on television who don't understand this. And, you know, I know that, like, I'll never debate or talk about, you know, what it means to be in the trenches with Damian Woody, but he's wrong about what he's saying on the radio and on television. Okay, it's just wrong. Every player knows you can't bet. And what people see, and again, I just think it's a disconnect of whatever our society is these days. Well, we have gambling. No, no. You can gamble on football games where it's legal in the States and the NFL has embraced it. And now you see the Mannings doing the Caesars commercials. But every player out there knows they can't bet on sports that they play in because the integrity goes out the window. Fans will stop watching when they think it's WWE wrestling, and let alone people are not going to bet on it, which is why the NFL got in bed with gambling in the first place, to make more money, a quarter of a billion dollars this year on that. So, I mean, yes, yeah, so, so it's not a conflict of interest. It's cut and dry. 
The commissioner has discretion for everything else you just mentioned, Carl, about domestic abuse if somebody gets in a car accident and is drinking and driving. And maybe they should have more severe penalties for that stuff. But the one thing that's in the CBA, and these guys know it, and Calvin knew it, is you can't bet on football. Let's give you a chance to win some David Spade tickets, guys. You want to go check him out? Catch me inside. That's what it's called. Friday, April 1st, 7 o'clock at the Cobb Energy Center. We're giving you a chance to win right now just for listening to Dukes and Bell. 404-741-0929. 404-741-0929. Caller number 9 is going to win tickets to go see David Spade. Catch me inside. Part of his tour, Friday, April 1st at 7 p.m at the Cobb Energy Center. Mike, what do we got coming up in Guy Talk? All right, buddy boy. Carl had a really, really, really rough start to his commute to work today. We'll talk about the dangers of uh, 75. Also, Carl, would you be willing to uh, give your wife a Brazilian? I think. (laughs) Well, a lot of guys are starting to do it. It's the newest thing. We'll go below the belt next in Guy Talk on Dukes and Bell. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's time for fun. (laughs) It's time for guy talk. (laughs) It's time for shenanigans. On a rainy day in Georgia. And, uh, hey, by the way, I looked at the uh, super Doppler Accu uh, Dukes and Bell weather uh, for next week. When I say that, I just mean my phone app. But uh, it says it's going to be nice in Sonoy for our big St. Patrick's Day party at McGuire's. Big outdoor party, Carl. Give me, I, my kilt arrived today, too, by the way. So I'm oh, did he? Yeah, Are you going to wear it? It's a little long, but I'll be all right. But, yeah, okay. good time. So, yeah, I'm short. I probably should have got it custom made. But, uh, you know, I don't want to spend 500 bucks on the thing. But, yeah, we'll have. Uh, I'm kind of rocking a Ronnie Piper look for uh, St. Patrick's Day Very nice. next week. So uh, it'll be a lot of fun. But should, weather should be good. And to get all the details in our promo page, or go to McGuire's.com. It's in Sonora. We'll be on the south side, right by the, the village there in The Walking Dead. Hey, man, uh, speaking of Walking Dead, that could have been you today, man. What the hell happened on your ride to work today? Well, you know, minding my own business, like most folks, just, you know, in the in the car, headed to work, man. And the car in front of me swerved. <laughs> wait, wait, we're going to play, uh, we have a band, a police band's going to play taps now for Carl's uh, car tire yeah. and rim. The, uh, yeah, amazing grace for that rim. 
it, it looked that way. Uh, the the guy in front of me swerved, and this may have happened to you, but when he swerves, it reveals this huge log in the road, and I'm either going to turn left and maybe run off the road, or I'm going to run over it. And at this point, I mean, it's split second, so right. I hit it. And I immediately knew, Mike. I just was waiting for my pressure gauge to tell me no, no flat. I mean, a uh, oh. flat tire. So I immediately see it just <sighs> deflating. You see the the, pri- the tire pressure de- going down, and I'm on a turn, like I'm turning to get on to oh. 75. And I'm like, oh no! And I'm screaming, and so you know, I'm I'm cussing, um, and literally I'm like, okay. So I call Bo. I'm like, look, just got a flat. I'm on my way, but I got to get this handled. I don't know what's going to happen, blah, blah, blah. I'm trying to get off the highway. And I literally do, and I get turned back around, and I'm trying to find just somewhere to get the tire, you know, taken off or replaced, put a spare on or whatever. Long story short, man, I got to give a big shout out to a guy named Blake. Blake and Melanie at Tire Deals. I was literally on Sandy Plains, and this guy saw me because I'm going like two miles per hour. Mm. And he's like, hey, I can help. And he, I turn in, and he's like, hey. And this guy was super nice, man. And Melanie, um, they, they were great folks, but they helped me basically take a look at it. And he, you know, lifted the, the, the car up, and he's like, dude, your rim is bent, sir. I, I, I don't think I can fix this. By the way, and, you didn't jam up the wheel well, did you? No, well, that's the next thing. I, I, Mike, I don't know. I'm going to have to wait and see. But it looks like the tire wasn't as damaged as it was the rim that just got mm-hmm. separated, and then that's what let the air out. So I, I got to wait oh. to see, man. I, it, this is what I got to do tomorrow. I got to take it and see what the deal is because, as you know, this could be <laughs> could yeah. end up being pricey. Yeah, in the, uh, in the game of life, you just throw the card that says, you just blew out a tire, $200. Yeah. $200. <laughs> Hope it's set a little. So I got to get the rim rim uh, done, and then I got to get the tire. And then, to your point, I got to look at the, the steering stuff. But, man, it was just one of those things with mm. just a split second. And then it happened. Yeah, but, I mean, it's, uh, it's just bad enough you got to deal with potholes on the road. Now you're oh, knuckleheads with like logs falling out the back of their F-150. And, and I got to say a big shout-out to Joe, too. Joe mm. came by. That was the guy at the start of the show when he was like, let me see what I can do with this rim because, you know, that may take uh, a day or two. So I don't know, man. I, I'll, I'll know more tomorrow, but that's kind of where I'm at, and that's how the day got started. But mm. big shout-out to Bo. Bo was just, hey, hey, it's going to be okay. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, even though we – Because I was hot. No, you we, know? We, we joke around about Bo that, uh, you know, he's always, you know, he's angry man. No, he can be a calming influence sometimes. I'm, I'm, Bo sometimes like, hey, man, take a deep breath. It's going to be okay. Yeah, he was, he was great. Okay. So, uh, but yeah, man, that, that was the deal. But I'm just happy I'm safe. Uh, you know, everything looks like it's going to be okay. It's just a matter of now getting all this stuff done. But man, it was crappy. It was. All right. All right, man, let's move on to uh, the grooming department. I tease this story. Uh, a lady in New York City, uh, her name is Sunny, uh, she went on social media and apparently got uh, 25,000 followers and got a bunch of likes. She taught her boyfriend how to give her a, a Brazilian wax during the COVID quarantine, and now her boyfriend can do a full Brazilian in 20 minutes. Wow. Uh, 225,000 likes uh, from a lot of folks out there who say apparently this is the new thing for getting intimate with your lover. Uh, good luck trying that with your wife. I mean, good luck with that. I mentioned, hey, Becky, uh, tonight, maybe we light some candles and you shave my back. How about that? Is that something you want to do? <laughs> you know, so what's this? Play this some Nora entail, Jones, Mike? dim the lights, get a glass of, glass of rosé, and, uh, you know, shave my back at the shoulders, too. How about that? Pardon the phrasing, but I don't need to see how the sausage is made, you know? <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, see, that's that's part of the deal for me. I, what's this entail? This entails. Well, you're gonna you're gonna. I mean, if you're doing shaving it, it, and if you no no, if you're doing it incorrectly, it's gonna be involving a lot of pain for your lady friend out there. Uh, the person is originally from Cal. Of course, she's originally from California. Uh, she told her husband that her boyfriend had to do this, and yada yada. And now everyone who went on Twitter goes, "Oh my God, my boyfriend's gonna have to learn this. This is so nice and send me money I'm going to the wax lady." Ladies, do you really want your man doing that? <laughs> the meanwhile, another person on social media brought up the fact that uh, the guy. It was a Terry Gibson from Fast and Furious. Apparently, it was a, I guess, a meme or a video he did where he was essentially shaving his girlfriend Zilly uh, Timothy. Really, Tyrese? Line. Yeah. So Therese gets down. Uh, I, I now guess. many women would like Tyrese to do a lot of things to them, including do that. But I don't think they want you doing that. Well, probably not. I mean, if I, I said pick your favorite movie star, yeah. maybe you get, you might want to go there. I don't know, Mike. Uh, mm-hmm. If you asked me earlier about the going doing the Brazil, I don't know if I'm down. I don't think I'm down. Yeah, I gotta be honest, and that's uh, that. I have no, no, no interest whatsoever. <laughs> hey, yeah, man. I don't, I don't think I'm down. Hey, uh, I don't know, but we didn't get a chance to talk about this yesterday. I want to enjoy the Brazilian after. Go ahead. Mike. Yes, no, we didn't get to do this yesterday because of uh, obviously all the stuff on Calvin Ridley, but uh, Kirk Herbstreet. Do we really, honestly, need more Kirk Herbstreet doing play-by-play? Uh, he's going to also apparently be part of the Amazon broadcast. Don't know who the uh, the, the play-by-play. He'd be the color commentary, I should say. Al Michaels is still rumored to be the uh, the lead for that one. Joe Buck is kind of up in limbo. He's got one more year on his Fox deal. We already know that Troy Aikman is going to be part of the new ESPN Monday Night Football telecast. But uh, I mean, it's not a knock. I mean, Herbstreet doesn't do anything wrong, but to me, he doesn't do anything great either. I mean, and him and Fowler to me is almost like a talk show during a football game. I mean, so I just, I mean he's going to do NFL. Apparently, he wants to branch out. So Herb Street, even though he never played at that highest level, which isn't a prerequisite, of course, but he's going to do part of the Amazon as the uh, color commentator. Okay, that's what I was about to ask you. So he will be the color guy for Amazon. We don't know who's going to do the play-by-play yet, but we think it'll be Al Michaels, right? That's Correct. what you're saying. Correct. Okay. Yeah, I. I, I I don't know if it was we were talking about this a couple of days ago because we did didn't get to this because uh, it's kind of been out there just you know mm. uh, in the ether. But I'll say this, man. You know, for Herb Street, I see him as a college football guy. You know, and and right. I don't know, Mike, if I'm going to be able to take off those glasses. I'm not going to say he's not going to do a good job, but that's how I view him because for twenty whatever years he's been the college football guy. He's been the the mm. guy on Saturdays that you watch, and you know, obviously they've added. You know, a, a couple of people to that show, but for the most part, that that show was built around Herb Street, right? I mean, honestly, <laughs> and I, that's how I view him. Yeah, I mean, again, not a knock on him, but I just I kind of have him in that lane as college, and yeah. I, you know, I just yeah, it's kind of all right. Well, there you go. to me, that's kind of uncompelling for for Amazon to pull that move. All right, speaking of uncompelling, oh, I hate to press this button. Let's see what the closing bell looks like today on Wall Street. Uh, yeah, still waiting for the other shoe to drop, and it's getting ugly over there in the Ukraine, as you guys know. By the way, hats off to Coca-Cola. They are not doing business with Russia, Carl. They're pulling everything out, which is great to see. Uh, they say that uh, they will suspend business in Russia. A bunch of companies are going to obviously you know, do the right It is the right thing. McDonald's is also apparently shutting down all their restaurants in Russia right now. Yes, they are, and they're going to continue to pay their 62,000 employees, despite mm. you won't be able to get McDonald's. You know, you can say that some of these sanctions, and some take longer than others, but what effect will it ultimately have? Uh, I think, Mike, things that we're seeing like this with companies making these 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 decisions will have an effect yeah. on society over there. They will. And we've also, obviously, as you guys know, we're shutting down importing gas. A lot of people said that should have happened sooner. Of course, you're going to feel that at the pump, and then before you know it, it'll be vacation time for folks heading out of Florida from this part of the world. But uh, I, I said to you the other day, as we mentioned that the guys at Buckhead Butcher Shop were going to give a quarter of their portions to help some uh, get food relief to people in the Ukraine that need it. I mean, 
it's I can do it because I don't have kids. I, it's easy for me to say, sure, I'll pay an extra four or five bucks for a gallon of gas, but that's not the rest of the country. Either way, Dow Jones down 180 points. S&P was down 30. Uh, NASDAQ down 35. So you're still waiting to see what's going to go on out there. Hey, man, birthdays today. Lester Holt. He is 63, Carl, from NBC News. You could argue Lester Holt makes Brian Gumble look like Tupac. Yeah, I mean, Lester, Lester, <laughs> Lester does his thing, man. It took a long time, and, mm-hmm. and he will always be known as the first African-American nightly yep. news host, you know. Um, so he's great at his job, but he's 60 what? How old now? 63. All right. Kenny the Jet Smith turns 57 from the best pregame show in town at TBS. Yes, sir. Hey, man, Jim Rice is uh, 68 today, one of the one of the best to dress out. Uh, Buck Williams from the NBA is 62. Yesterday, we missed Franco Harris, uh, 72, when he get to the birthdays, Wanda Sykes. Brian Cranston, one of the best actors of this generation. Think about him as a guy on Seinfeld back in the day. Kind of crazy. Hey, Carl, Anne Bonnie, the lady pirate, was born today in Ireland. The lady pirate? Yeah, she was a, a pirate, and she was a lady. <laughs> well, maybe you could argue she wasn't a lady because she was a pirate. She liked the ladies too, which is kind of exciting. And they kind of uh, did that on that show. What was that? Black? What was that show? Black Sales. Black uh, Sales. Yeah, yeah, stars. Yeah, yeah. They kind of ripped off her vibe. I dug it. Hey, man, there's guy talk on a rainy day in Georgia. Well, as Brian Cranston would say, say my name. <laughs> Coming up, Falcon reports on the way, guys. It's Dukes and Bell. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.